And this is West Virginia Morning. I'm Chuck Anzalevich. Appalachia has been a destination for rock climbers for decades, but now more rock climbing groups are choosing Appalachia as a destination because of its accessibility and inclusiveness. It's mid-October in Kentucky's Red River Gorge, and the trees are just beginning to take on their autumn colors as rock climbers from around the world flock to the region. That story and more coming up on this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. A new report is calculating the impact on public schools from the state's education voucher program. Chris Schultz has more. An analysis from the West Virginia Center on Budget and Policy, published Wednesday, estimates the Hope Scholarship is costing West Virginia public schools up to $21.6 million. The HOPE Scholarship allows K-12 students to receive state funds that can be used for tuition at private schools, homeschool curriculum, and other qualifying expenses. Kelly Allen, executive director of the center, estimates the diverted funding will mean up to 364 paid positions could be lost. We're seeing our public schools tear back art and music classes or teachers buying supplies out of their own pockets. It just seems really concerning that these dollars aren't being accounted for. On Tuesday, the Hope Scholarship Board approved changes to the program's legislative rules that will allow eligible students to apply year-round. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Morgantown. West Virginia Governor Jim Justice held a ribbon-cutting ceremony on Wednesday for the opening of a three-mile stretch of the King Cole Highway. Brianna Heaney has the story. The Christine Elmore West Bridge near Bluefield was commonly called the Bridge to Nowhere because the road ended with the bridge. The newly completed stretch of highway now connects the bridge and airport road to John Nash Boulevard near Bluefield. Governor Jim Justice says once completed, the highway will shave off hours of transit time for motorists and present an economic boost for the region. This absolutely is your bridge to so much economic development and prosperity when I hate to say it, but in many, many, many ways, we ran off and left southern West Virginia. Well, that's not going to happen on my watch. Noah Staker lives in Princeton and worked on the crew that built the connecting stretch of the King Cole Highway. Staker says the investment in this roadway will help tie southern West Virginia communities together and connect communities with safer, straighter roads. West Virginia is just a tough state to drive through naturally, so the more straight line you can get it in, it just allows people to get somewhere in 30 minutes versus an hour, and I feel like that's a big deal. It gets people out and moving and traveling. The economic impact of the construction was $7.5 million in paychecks to West Virginians, $23 million to contractors, and $4 million in induced revenue to local businesses. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Brianna Heaney in Charleston. Appalachia has been a destination for rock climbers for decades, but now more rock climbing groups are choosing Appalachia as a destination because of its accessibility and inclusiveness. Adaptive sports reporter Emily Chen Newton has this story. It's mid-October in Kentucky's Red River Gorge, and the trees are just beginning to take on their autumn colors as rock climbers from around the world flock to the region. The crunching of dried leaves and clanking of metal safety gear creates a type of rock climber's soundtrack. But on this particular weekend, you might also hear ATVs grinding up the trails, bringing wheelchair users to the area. 
This is the fourth annual Adaptive Climbers Festival, which brings together climbers with disabilities from across North America. Sydney Kessler is one of those climbers. I've been climbing outdoors for now two days. Sitting in the shade of the cliff, Sydney explains she started climbing indoors about a year ago. There she learned some tricks like wearing knee pads to avoid bruises because she doesn't have much feeling or use in her legs from a spinal cord injury. For me, my climbing is it's basically 20 pull-ups in a row and figure out where I can grab my fingers into a, a hole or use a palm-down method and try to push with one hand and pull with the other. And every climber at this festival finds their own adaptations and accommodations to their different disabilities, visual, neurological, or limb differences. And the camping and transportation accommodations are just as varied as the climbing styles. The festival planning crew considers all of this when choosing the location. For the Adaptive Climbers Festival, we have such a very specific list of needs. This is Maureen Beck, who goes by Mo. Mo is an internationally decorated climber born without her lower left arm and one of the festival organizers. The Red River Gorge is known simply as the Red to climbers. And while it's renowned as some of the best climbing in the world for its overhanging sandstone cliffs or crags, she says that's not why the festival landed here. As you can imagine, there's a world-class climbing, you know, all over the country that would make that have excellent world-class festivals. But you can't get a wheelchair to the base of the crag or you don't have enough cabins for people to sleep in because they can't sleep in tents because of their medical conditions. And so for us, the red fit this very narrow need of accessible crags, accessible lodging and camping, and then a community that can support us because we've had this festival in two other locations and the support we have gotten from the local climbers, local business owners here is unparalleled to any place we've had this. One of those local businesses is the Lago Linda's Hideaway Campground, where the festival lodging is based. The owners here at Lago Linda's are going above and beyond to retrofit their bathrooms to meet ADA compliance. They're adding ramps to all of their cabins and buildings. They off-the-cuff booked a band for Saturday night because they want everybody to have a good time. Larry and Elaine Fredrickson run Lago Linda's Hideaway. They've added grab bars to the shared bathrooms and ensured the showers are large enough for wheelchairs and other mobility aids. The couple sat down with me before the event kicked off, and Elaine said why they do it is simple. Once you sit up and look at the sky at night and you see those stars, it's just beautiful and peaceful. Nobody should be denied that. Nobody. Another major part of the community system for the festival is the Mir Valley Nature Preserve and Climbing Area, where the adaptive athletes climb and teach their clinics. Like at the campground, ramps and railings were added for the event. Zane Paff is a local search and rescue volunteer and one of the valley's caretakers. He says Mir Valley and two search and rescue crews from surrounding counties support the festival with transportation in ATV buggies. The Lee County will bring in um, their buggy, and the Wolf County will bring in their buggy, which these are just razors, but we call them our rescue buggies. And then it's just a day of playing taxi and having fun. He says riding in an ATV was new for most of the climbers last year. I mean, they were joking around, having a blast, and psyching me up, and just none of them been in an ATV, so I'm like, well, hold on. <laughs> Had a little bit of fun with it, but made sure we were being safe, too. And Mir Valley doesn't allow any electric or motorized vehicles except for this event, actually. And we're only using it for, like, anybody in a wheelchair, if they're missing a limb, can't get themselves to Bruise Brothers, we'll, we'll drop them right off at the climb that they want to go up.
That was Zane Paff speaking with Emily Chen Newton. You can hear the rest of that story and more on Inside Appalachia, Sunday mornings at 7 and Sunday evenings at 6, here on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. You're listening to West Virginia Morning. It's 7.51. In the weather forecast for the Mountain State, mostly sunny today with highs in the 50s. Tonight, partly cloudy, lows in the mid-20s to the low 30s. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness with highs in the 50s. And Sunday, cloudy with rain likely. And highs on Sunday in the mid-40s to the low 50s. Support for West Virginia Public Broadcasting is provided by Extreme Networks, providing customer-driven networks with a diverse range of solutions and local support in West Virginia. Online at ExtremeNetworks.com. This week's encore episode of Mountain Stage features longtime favorite Tim O'Brien and his band, joined on this week's lineup by David Mayfield Parade, Dirty Grass Players, Philip Bowen, and Lauren Calve. Our song of the week comes from West Virginia native singer songwriter, fiddler, and TikTok sensation, Philip Bowen. Bowen has been named TikTok's Gamer's Greatest Talent and has reached one million followers on that platform. We listen to his performance of his original song, Old Kanaw. There's a place in the valley Down that old Midland trail Black gold in the mountains And hickory on the hill And at the devil's tea table If you can climb to the top you can see the emerald waters of the old canal. Well, there's the new and there's the godly, but they're a little too rough. The green briar and the holly, but they ain't deep Well, there's a place in the valley. That runs a wide Well, she's the mighty Okinawa, and she is home to me. down to the islands and there's a rope swing for free hanging worn and torn and stiff from a big poplar tree 
You can watch the barges carry those dusty black rocks. And yeah, they power half the country down the old canal. Well, there's the new and there's the golly, but they're a little too rough. The green briar and the holly, but they ain't deep enough. And there's a place in the valley that runs wide and free. Well, she's the mighty Okinawa, and she is home to me. Yeah, she'll hold you on her back for the 4th of July. She's got the best seats in the house to watch the fire in the sky. And she's been rolling since creation. She don't know how to stop. She's the lifeblood of the people. She's the old canard. Well, there's the new and there's the golly, but they're a little too rough. The green briar and the holly, but they ain't deep enough. And there's a place in the valley that runs wild and free. She's the mighty Okinawa, and she is home to me. And she's the mighty Okinawa, and she is home to me. Beautiful song that was West Virginia native Philip Bowen performing Old Kanawha on the mountain stage. To hear the full performance and more, tune in Saturdays at 6 and Sundays at noon right here on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day at our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from Shepherd University. Our Appalachia Health News Project is made possible with support from CAMC and Marshall Health. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Brianna Heaney, Caroline McGregor, Chris Schultz, Curtis Tate, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, and Randy Yoey. Caroline McGregor is our assistant news director, and she produced today's show. I'm Chuck Anzalevich. This has been West Virginia Morning. Morning.